What's up, y'all? My name is Nina, a.k.a. La Chicanista. My pronouns are she, her, ella, and I reside in Cocopa and Kachan land, also known as the borderlands of Yuma, Arizona. Welcome to my podcast, a space where I'll be sharing with you my thoughts on hot topics that I'm passionate about, such as feminism, culture, race, social justice, mental health, spirituality, and more. I will do my best to bring you fresh and interesting perspectives on these topics through stories, anecdotes, and reflections, and even poetry every two weeks. Each of these stories and experiences will be shared from the lens of a first-generation daughter of Mexican immigrants living in the United States. This podcast will also serve as a space where I shed light on the nuances of Latin American culture and more specifically Chicane culture to break away from the illusion that we Latinos are a monolith. What's up, y'all? La Chicanista, back at it again with another episode. I know it's been a while, but uh, a lot of things happening. Um, a lot of changes, a lot of transitions. Um, all good, though. Uh, man, already more than halfway through 2020. Man, that's crazy. Uh, lots of crazy stuff happening in the world, as always. Um, but uh, this past month of June, just celebrated happy celebrated a pride month for all the lgbtqia folks and in case y'all didn't know already i'm letting you know now that i'm an ally a co-conspirator guerrera and you're safe with me and being your most authentic self uh june was june was also men's health month along with father's day that took place on june 20th so happy father's day feliz día al padre to all papas and father figures out there um, I hope y'all had a special day or that your day was at least peaceful and that you were surrounded by folks that love you. Um, so after finishing the episode on the Madre Wound, um, I began to think about my father. Um, what were the things he provided in my childhood that made me feel loved? You know, what were some of those unmet needs that I later seeked out in my relationship with men? Um, in today's episode, I'm going to share some of my own reflections about my relationship with my father, as well as getting into talking about the feminine and masculine energies and how trauma can throw those energies off balance. Um, and yeah, just talk about relationships and specifically, this is coming from the lens of a cis hetero relationship. Um, so, uh, just keep that in mind, but let's get to it. So. Um, as I stated before, I will be talking about feminine, feminine and masculine energies through the lens of cis relationships. However, feminine and masculine is not limited to just cis relationships uh, between men and women. M- women and men contain both feminine and masculine energies to varying degrees within themselves. So this is the kind of unlearning and decolonizing that I hope to achieve on today's episode. Um, so for many years... Um, the feminine has been associated with women and masculine with men. Um, but what I've come to learn is that uh, that's not necessarily 100% the truth. Uh, there's feminine and masculine within, um, within each of the, of the sexes. And um, so it, what I've come to define as, as feminine 
I've come to uh, the unlearning I should say that took place with regards to feminine energy is that um, being feminine is not associated at all to a gender role and I think that that's where um, a lot of the downfall uh, comes into play I think that when when men say things like they want a more feminine woman, I think they're looking for someone who is who fits that sort of woman gender role, right? Like that gender role of what it is to be a woman, right? The caretaker, the more passive or submissive type, you know, the one who's going to be more nurturing is, you know, not as like strong and assertive and is like more sensitive, you know what I mean? Um, and for men in terms of how women view men as masculine you know there's of course the physical aspects of it like he's got to be physically strong you know he's um got to be able to hold the family down be able to provide be the protector etc that's that's kind of the what do you associate as masculine qualities um and it's not all necessarily bad or good i think the problem that comes with it is when we try to force people into these to fit into these boxes right that oh, you're not a real woman if you're not, you know, if you don't look like this, right? Or, oh, you're not a man if you don't fit into these boxes. You can't, don't check off these boxes off the list, right? If you don't make a certain income, like, you're not a man or whatever, right? You let your woman make the, mo make the most money in the relationship. You're not a man. It's like, no. Um, I think a lot of talk about feminine and masculine has to come from within um it's something that can only be defined by the individual um now granted it should always come with a deep self-reflection on the harm that can be placed upon others when we um act in ways that when we act out of trauma and out of pain, right? Um, and so some of the, you see this with like cases of like, um, you know, toxicity in relationships, talking about toxic relationships. Um, you see that, you know, you hear about in, in the Latina community, you hear a lot about la toxica and toxico kind of thing, right? And really essentially it's not something that like, it's all built out of trauma and lack of boundaries, right? Um, if you think about it. So the the man, el toxico, you would think of what is toxic masculinity, right? The one who's like, you know, doesn't let us, is very controlling of his woman, needs to know where she's at, always constantly asking her where she's at, who she's with, what she's doing, right? Um, that's all out of insecurity, right? Clearly. Um, if he was sure within himself, he'd move on. Like he wouldn't need, feel the need to control her, right? But, um, you know, that falls along also the objectification of women. You know, that's all part of the toxic masculinity traits, right? Just seeing a woman as just an object. So thinking that they can, you know, say whatever comes to their mind based off of what they're wearing or, you know, how they're acting, things like that. Um, and for, let you know, the toxica behaviors, it's like, you know, oh, she's a, she's just like, she's just with you for your money kind of thing. So if you're a man who makes a good amount of money and she sees that, you know, she's just giving you attention so that you could 
take her out, buy her nice things, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, and in the end, she just, she gets what she wants and she gonna dump you. Like that's, you know, that's, that's not, that's not right at all. You know, and I see it. I see women that are definitely hurting there that would fall into like the toxica behavior which is you know they're just it comes again from a sense of insecurity they're not secure within themselves so they feel like they need a man to validate them to tell them they look good or they need to um you know leech onto a man to buy her nice things so that she can feel good about herself kind of thing and in the end when she gets what she wants boom cuts you right so um or she does things that are just manipulative and just just to get her way because she's been hurt by men before you know and it's all it's all trauma um so uh so back to this idea of like masculinity and femininity um i'm gonna start with um myself so i'm speaking to the women um uh and in term in terms of defining femininity for myself so i'll just start by sharing like my own definition of what I feel um, defines more feminine qualities within myself. So I'll kind of talk about what that means to me, like what womanhood essentially means to me. Um, uh, so yeah, the I'm noticing now that I've after I've gone through my healing journey. Um, and granted, it's not a finish line, so I know this is cyclical. Some stuff is going to come up again. But after going through this phase in my healing journey and now coming after having what I felt was like an ego death um, and I'm coming up brand new. There's a lot of new things coming up in my life, you know, new career, new income, new career change. Um, and you know, I'm able to take care of myself now, becoming more, have a strong sense of being self-sufficient, um, not just financially now, but also just emotionally too. Like I don't need external validation anymore like I used to. So all my sense of self-worth now is coming from within. So having lifted all of that, that trauma um, just was a sense of relief and so I I don't I find myself not wanting to be so aggressive all the time you know I I don't like I I want to step into like that feminine nature of being more more uh, more soft just more more free more creative more loving it's etc you know um i mean i still i like to take charge from time to time especially in in certain aspects but not all aspects of my life you know um i do i in relationships with with men and i've told this to a girlfriend of mine and um i was telling her that gosh what I find really sexy and like a man when like dating him is if he could just take charge like meet me like he and he doesn't not to the not in a very like dismissive way but in a way that 
he we've been talking and he's been paying attention he's been present in the what the words that i say how i speak how i act what i enjoy what i like what i dislike etc to the point where he now knows what i like and what i want and he's able to to you know take the lead in the relationship and say you know even if it's simple like a simple dinner date right like I'm not having to plan dates anymore he plans them and he says what are you doing Sunday and I'm just like nothing nothing yet I don't have anything planned why well I'm gonna stop by pick you up at eight we're going to dinner wear something nice you know and leave it at that like that just catching you by surprise those little things like I don't tend to see it anymore like you know and like that kind of just taking the the lead taking the charge like uh, it's it's very attractive because it takes that burden away from me and allows me to step into my femininity and just and just be free it's liberating I don't know it's liberating to just be myself and just be able to to not have to feel like I'm pulling all the weight in the relationship at least emotionally you know or or just like you know with the romantic stuff right um yeah so um and and ladies like if you're still on that healing journey um and you're still finding yourself very um guarded i know i'm guilty of this too so um and especially if you've been a victim of sexual abuse I know it can or even emotional abuse you're coming out of a narcissistic relationship it's it's very tough it's tough to to trust right and to to see to take you know good to see good men when to identify good men when you see them you know um but we got to be careful that we're not making decisions out of trauma that we're making decisions out of from a more conscious level right we're seeing people for who they are we're giving them the benefit of the doubt you know um, especially when you're if you're going back into the dating world after getting out of an abusive relationship um, and having done the healing work hopefully um, you're not giving up hope you know you're not going in with the mindset of oh he's just man he's really he's just treating me like this and then now he's gonna expect something in return and whatnot right so making sure that it's okay to have like your guard up a little bit with those things but try to try to like silence those voices that that tell you oh so you know he took me out to a nice dinner now I'm gonna have to give it up I guess he's gonna want something in return it's like no just have faith in yourself in your ability to set that boundary and you know try to have a good time at that date if he does make a move on you that you're not comfortable with being strong within yourself to say no that you're not feeling it thank you very much I had a great time have a great night and walk away right like and if and at that point if he has a problem with the boundary that you set that's his problem and at that point he's missing out 
that says nothing about you. If that makes you a bitch, then so be it, right? You did not, he, you did not ask him to pay. He paid for the date. You don't owe anything else. You don't owe anything to him, right? Um, y'all very much could have cleared it up and said, hey, we're going Dutch on this or we're paying 50-50 and like, or, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, if you just have to be sure of yourself and what you're worth to be able to set those boundaries and see them through, you know, and his reaction to your boundaries has nothing to do with your self-worth or, or anything, right? Um, but also just don't, don't get into this pettiness of like, um, you know, when you see a good man, you can really ruin it by letting your assumptions and your trauma speak for you. So just, just be, be careful. That's why it's very important to, to do the healing work. Um, if that requires going to therapy, finding a support group, um, whatever the case may be, reading books about, you know, how to get out of narcissistic abusive relationships. There's so much out there. I mean, social media has been great. TikTok for me has been incredible source of information. Um, you know, but anyways, um, for, for the men, um, I can only come from experience and my only experience, I would, it's probably rooted with my experience with my dad, with my relationship with him. Um, I know I've said this before to my mom and I've said it to my dad too, that, that I would be grateful to find a, a man who was half the man, at least half the man that my dad was. And that still to this day is very true. Um, my dad, I, I love him. He's not perfect in any way, but, um, I definitely always felt cared for. Um, I felt a lot of affection from him. Um, whether that was just his playfulness, um, his, his, uh, his, just him showing up, you know, after a long state, long day of work, just showing up to my football games, um, when I was in the marching band or showing up to my soccer games, like straight out of work, like haven't had anything to eat. You know, he just came straight to watch my games, um, you know, and in every aspect of my life, he's just always been there, always been present. And, you know, that is admirable. Like, and that's the kind of man that I seeked, right? One that was always, that I knew was reliable and was always going to be present. So, um, yeah. And, um, the other thing was that he, now that he's now that I'm older now as an adult and we our conversations kind of shift now because I feel like he's he's started to open up about um just a lot of a lot of reflecting he's done about his childhood and his past and as it pertains to like life lessons and relationships with with family um with with himself um there's this like wisdom that he's like imposed on onto us and 
you know, when I see my dad reflecting on his past and the stuff that he's learned um, through his life experiences, you know, it's very admirable. Like, I see the growth and it's like, it makes me so proud to, to know that he's my father. Um, so that's amazing. That ability to self-reflect and to grow um, as an individual, that's definitely very admirable. Um, takes a lot of honesty. Um, now, one thing though, that the downside <laughs> and these are the these are the things that my dad lacked right um was emotional availability um i did get a lot of care a lot of affection um i did feel um trust at least dependability on his dependability to always be there um, financially um or just supportive in whatever way he could however emotionally I did not feel comfortable talking to him nor neither of my parents really um, about very very sensitive topics maybe topics that they perhaps about just big emotions that maybe I was going through whether that be shame um, guilt fear you know I didn't know how to talk to him about those things right and I never I only saw my dad cry twice in my lifetime of knowing him I've only seen him, seen him cry twice um, but he does sometimes have a hard time admitting when he's wrong and he won't tell you out of pride um, and that's I just kind of grown to accept that that's just how he is um, but when I started dating I noticed I started dating men who who you know had their shit together in terms of the their in terms of like financially right they had they were they had a steady job a steady income um they had a sense of at least a sense of more or less of who they were um so they were but they were also just emotionally they were unavailable um they they were somewhat affectionate, but not really. It was very awkward for them. Um, the only exception is maybe one, one, there was only one guy I dated that was actually a little more, um, a little more soft, I would say, in terms of his feelings. Um, he was very more emotionally available. Um, so that was kind of different. And I'm glad that that relationship happened, although it wasn't successful. Ultimately, at the end, we had to part ways, but um I'm grateful for that because he showed me another side to to men that I hadn't seen right I didn't see it from my father I didn't see it from other previous relationships so he showed me that other side that men can be men are sensitive and they have they have feelings of fear of insecurity of of self self-image or self-worth you know self-esteem issues and stuff like that um so uh in terms of masculinity as it relate as it pertains to men um i can't define it for you <laughs> as a woman just how you can't define who i am as a as a woman in terms of my femininity right um you either 
like the woman that I am with the personality and the qualities that I have with what I define as feminine for myself or you don't and that's cool right same thing with with you and your masculinity right like if you if to you like in if you've done self-reflecting and you look at your personality and you say I I like being the provider I I love working hard um I like being able to serve my family financially etc great continue to do that right you know but that takes a lot of self-reflection like if if you're just doing just trying to make the income you know just trying to fit that provider role but it doesn't it doesn't align to your truth like of course that's where projection happens right and then you start projecting things onto your partner and that's that becomes the problem but if that's the kind of man you are the provider the protector you know you want you you physically you you work out because you physically want to be strong enough in order to you know defend your your partner you know by by all means if it's if it's aligned to your truth have at it right just you know don't let it become toxic to the point where you're just inflicting pain just for the hell of it right again projecting onto onto other people um what doesn't align to your truth um but if you know if you're the kind of man that says i don't care if my woman makes more money than me because you know what i i love to write that's my passion or i want to be a writer or i'm more of a creative like i want to be a musician so that doesn't really align you know with what it is that I don't fit that role of a provider and I can't provide that for you and your partner you have a partner who understands and is okay with taking that a little bit more of that that role of provider protector because you definitely have women out there who you know are boss babes right and they by all means they're okay with assuming that role of like being the provider being the protector you know and it works <laughs> you know it works it's just it takes knowing yourself so men try to know your get to know yourselves and women too get to know yourself who are you you know what qualities do you bring to the table you know um are you that soft like very you know feminine um type of woman that you know is okay with being a caretaker is okay with being like staying at home more um then taking care of the kids being even having kids if they want kids you know maybe that's what your ultimate purpose is as a woman you know in your in your femininity and your truth you you are a mother maybe that's what it is you know that's amazing and if that aligns with your truth great and you know but if it doesn't that's fine if you want to be a boss babe and you want to like be the one that starts your own business like you know you have goals of like you know making it you know or whatever that may be whatever the if you want to be a millionaire fine like if you want to um climb up to the top of the corporate ladder whatever the case may be like i mean i you do you right um go be a boss babe then you know and for men too like men if you just if you just want to like write music or write stories draw want to be an artist you just kind of want to swim in that creativity which is which is very much feminine energy awesome do it like that's great and i hope you find a partner who's able to balance that out by being that more stable structured type of um uh more masculine quality that 
that is needed, right, for y'all to balance each other out. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> I just kind of, today's episode, I just kind of spoke from the heart. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say, or at least it provided some insight. Um, so yeah, um, I hope you took something away from this. Um, feminine, masculine, we both got those energies within ourselves. Um, when it comes to relationships, start, make sure that you know who you are. You have a good sense of who you are and, um, what it is in terms of your personality. Um, like myself, I'm, I'm not very girly. I grew up a tomboy. I'm very athletic. I love, I love to, I love being physical, you know, um, I'm very much, you know, wild. <laughs> uh, you could say I have like wild energy. Like I know that. And I mean, that's just who I am, right? And so if I can have a partner with that has a little bit more of that stability, that would be great. Um, who's a little bit more nurturing. Um, I mean, I can be nurturing as well. Um, but yeah, um, I'm still figuring out as I figuring it out as I go, you know, and we all are. Um, so anyways, um, that's it for today. Have an awesome day, awesome month. You know, I'm going to be off for quite a bit. Um, so I will just make sure to follow me on Instagram, la underscore chicanista. And um, for any updates on future episodes, but it's going to be a while before the next one. So, all right, guys, take care. Peace. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check in every two weeks for a new episode on all things Chicane. In the meantime, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay blessed. Animo mi gente, sin miedo y con ganas. Cuídense. Peace. Like what you hear? Feel free to follow me on Instagram at la underscore chicanista. That's la underscore chicanista. X-I-C-A-N-I-S-T-A on Instagram. Get to know myself and more about some of the topics that I'll be talking about throughout the course of this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. La Chicanista Podcast, a show about all things Chicane as told by a feminist Chicana. Hosted and produced by your girl Nina, a.k.a. La Chicanista. Don't forget to subscribe to wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Stay tuned for more. I'll see you next time.